Welcome back to the Tomahawk Official Podcast. I'm your host, Shane, and everyone's favorite native, Dalen. This week, we're going to be talking about how to set up an affordable home studio, the do's, the don'ts, and how to keep your work ethic strong. So stay tuned and join us. Tomahawk on. We are rolling. What's going on, my natives? It's your man, Dalen, here, and I'm with my main homie, the ratchet-ass Shane, the hipster Alward. What's going on, people? And we are here to talk to you about... We left off last week um, kind of leaning into uh, how to give yourself a really good work ethic, uh, setting goals for yourself, and how to accomplish these things. And um, I don't know, I guess how to just be a better you. So um, you got anything to uh, say on that, Dalen, to start us off? Well, for me, like, I didn't make... I didn't make uh, videos for quite some time, but like what really kickstarted me was, like I said before, that daily vlog and having that schedule, right? Like the daily upload. But yeah, for sure. In in my opinion, like you need to schedule, like you need to set deadlines for yourself. And you have to hold yourself accountable because it's so easy just to say you're going to do it and then just not do it because no one's there to yell at you or fire you or whatever. Right? It's not. You have to treat it like a job. That's what really set it apart for me, and that's when I started taking things more seriously. Is when. I really start holding myself accountable, so that's what works yeah, for me. Yeah, I think I think the most cliche thing to do is people say like set realistic goals for yourself. But I mean, at the same time, I don't know. I feel like in the past I set a lot of unrealistic goals, and I think failing a lot encouraged me to do better at this. At least where I'm at now, mm-hmm. just like kind of always. Um, you know, I don't know, just like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and either failing or, or just never completing. I think that just kind of built up over time and then just now given me so much drive Yeah. to, to – but, I mean, I guess that's not really good advice. Like, I'm not saying go out there. And be and a like failure. Just, <laughs> just, just fucking suck at everything you do for, like, 10 years, and then I promise you'll figure it out. <laughs> um, obviously, we want – uh, you to be able to go out there and set these goals and try to accomplish this right away as soon as you you set these goals and build your studio or you're working on a project um right out right away right off the bat to uh to get the ball rolling um something that works awesome for me and it's a really common thing that people use in studios when uh when you're doing a record whether you're working on your own music or you're recording another band is building a progress chart is always really huge. I mean, make a list with your songs and then, you know, vocals, drum tracks, guitar tracks, bass tracks, and then, you know, slowly X these things off and you can see your chart build up. I mean, you can kind of print off funny pictures if you want, have themes, anything that'll, you know what I mean, get you going, you know, make make a make a make a whole thing of it, of it. Um and it works well. Bands love it when you do it or like I said, even if you're just doing it for yourself just to see your progress, um I think helps a lot. Like making it um, visual, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you go buy a piece of like poster board and a marker, yeah. and that's all you really need. Well, and I mean, you could probably do that for not just music. You could really do that for anything. Like if you have a set of goals, like oh, okay, this month you could have the months across the top: January, February, March, April, and then down the sides have you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay, this video, this style, this tutorial, this tutorial, this tutorial, or this song, this song. This this script, yeah. this shot, whatever yeah. you know what I mean, and have those things and start xing those off. I think would work, and I mean, especially if you have it in your workspace, you put it up on the wall. It's fucking huge. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Well, like, like a, just haunting, staring at you, like fucking accomplish me. And, and it actually, because that was exactly what I did. Remember in Vancouver with the record I was trying to work on, I ended up not finishing it because I moved and everything. But it it, it did help me for so long because I remember having like the month on there and being like, oh man, if I miss a day or if I don't get this done, then everything's gonna get pushed down, and I don't want to physically scratch everything out and push everything down. So I had to get, make sure I got it done on that day for sure. And like, yeah, I think it's a great, it's a great thing to, yeah, like you said, visually just see it. You know what? It's kind of funny. It might sound stupid, but like whiteboards and, and like seeing it like that is so much better. Like I've tried so many times to use my calendar app on my phone and you can open it up. You can set your things, reminders and everything. You can even add voice notes, all that stuff. Some people might find that useful and I've tried countless yeah. times, but I just love the whiteboard. Like there's just something about it. Like you said, it's big and in your face and like, it's daunting, I guess, but it works. Yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, other things are, I mean, balancing your time between your, your work, your job, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then also trying to save enough time to, to work on your passion projects, uh, which is not always, that easy it's easier said than done i mean if you're working five days a week you know what i mean you have those two days off and some you know maybe you just want to fucking relax or you want to go have some drinks or something like that that's the but kind if of... you're in the middle of big project then i mean you 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 gotta i mean put that shit aside for whether it's a month or two months until until you get it done because i mean i was drinking way too much and I was still working on my stuff, but then it would be like I would get home and I would buy a case of beer and I would start working. But then by the time I'm on like my fourth or fifth beer, then I kind of just I, I slowly fall finish or or not finish wrap it stop, up. stop working on it. Yeah, and then just wrap it up. It's the same thing we were doing in Vancouver when we were recording that hip hop record. Yeah. Was it was like we would start strong and then we would get so fucked up <laughs> and then that was it. And it's like I I learned something in recording school where they said. And it, I thought it was really good. It resonated with me, kind of stuck with me. Was to like reward yourself with things the farther you go. So like, say you're editing vocals or you're editing drum tracks, and okay, like, and you want to go and smoke a joint outside, right? Yeah. But okay, I can't go smoke this joint until I get this far. Yeah. And when I get this far, then I can go and I can take a couple puffs, douse it, come back in. Then I have to sit back down and I can't treat myself until I get this far. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Yeah. And, like, that's setting, like, like micro, micro... And you're talking within the span of, like, a night, like, a matter of hours, not like, you know, oh, I can't have a drink till like, you know, a month from now when it's done, which is what we're doing, but... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it's, yeah, it's, like, instead of long-term goals or even short-term goals, it's, like, micro, Yeah. Short, you know? Like, having these micro goals, which will help you accomplish those day-to-day tasks yes, uh, that you need to get done yeah and like going back to like that hip-hop record like what like that never got finished but the, like you're totally right like we would just get bougied right up and go flail on out to some bar or something and then that would be the end of it for that evening and i remember going back and listening to the, the, like the next day to the vocals i'm like oh my god <laughs> it's <just> terrible <laughs> compared yeah, to what we're exactly. capable of right but there's there i mean when it comes to being productive too though i mean um, one thing that helped me when I had my iPhone is Siri. Like I used to use Siri all the time. Hey, remind me to when I get home to do this. Or you can even you can yeah. even use locations like oh remind yeah remind me when I get home to to edit this or whatever. So when you get to your actual house, it knows through your GPS that you're home and it reminds you, which some people might mm-hmm. find useful as well too. But for sure, scheduling is important. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I mean, we all have fucking supercomputers in our pockets now, mm-hmm. so I mean, scheduling should be easier. Yeah, 
but oh oh an- another thing that's a good um tool to use is a thing called trello.com you open it up and it's just like cards it's almost like a digital whiteboard you just have like a bunch of cards and you stack them and you can shuffle them around and move them around and have like a stack of cards for like for me i use like one video so it's like this tutorial and i have to have all these cards checked off before that video is ready to be edited and then you yeah. know and then you can delete the whole thing and then move on to the next one that's what i've been using so it's a really good tool cool all right, uh, I guess moving on a little bit, we can kind of get dig more into this a bit afterwards. Mm-hmm. But uh, we also said we were going to kind of talk about how to give pointers into possibly building your first setup or an affordable setup um, that everybody can go out, hopefully, and you know, just to get you started to get the ball rolling. So, I mean, um, do you want me to start or do you want to kick this one off? I can. I guess I'll start off with it. Um, first of all, by saying sure. like, shoot with what you got. Like I said, everyone's got a phone. If that's all you have, that's all you can afford to start with that. But realistically, if you're going to like take this seriously, especially if you're going to make YouTube content or whatnot, um, you're definitely going to need like a computer to edit with. That's without a doubt. So I mean, that even that's hard to answer because yeah. if you have a lot of money, then buy the sickest one. If you don't have a lot of money, buy the best you can afford. But let's let's say what's the budget here, like. I don't know. Um, let's say let's make a budget that doesn't include a computer. So let's just say that these people have a computer already, okay. whether it's a PC or a Mac. So I mean, for I guess it could be it might be different for for film and audio. Yeah. So I don't know. Like if the realistic budget is uh, like, could we say like a thousand dollars? Okay, that's fair. I think yeah. Um, oh, wow, a grand. Well, you know what. Right out the gate, I can say that I the camera I shoot with now every day for all my videos, my good camera is a Sony A sixty three hundred, and that cost me a thousand bucks. That came with a lens, yeah, but no mic or anything. But it shoots one hundred twenty frames per second. It's got four K, like it's it's dope for a grand. Um, that's if you can yeah. drop all of your money into that basket. But then that doesn't include a microphone, which you're gonna need, which is an extra you know forty to two hundred dollars or whatever. But if you had a grand. I would say to start with... You should be able to get some kind of DSLR probably, right? You can get an entry level... For like four... Yeah. hundred bucks or something? Yeah, you can definitely get like mirrorless cameras too for like six that have like the shock mount and everything. So, I mean, I'm a Sony shooter and that's like the cheapest mirrorless really that they offer right now. But if you went with Canon, you can get the EOS M5, I think it's called, for like six or seven hundred dollars and get yourself a mic like this, a Rode video mic. And, you know, pop that sucker. This thing is like 220 bucks, I think. And that's like a really, nice. really good microphone. So, I mean, that's your camera budget right so there. Yeah, and then, I mean, all you're going to really need after that is a budget to buy a software to work on and to edit on, right? Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm also going on based on the assumption that this camera comes with an SD card. You know, you're going to need an SD card. Yeah. If, you, if you're going to shoot lots, you're going to need extra batteries. That all adds up. But if you were just starting out... You know, get yourself a small camera with a good mic, but a good mic's important. Like, if you have to pay that extra bit or sacrifice a little bit on your camera, you need good sound because that makes such a big difference. On the internet, people yeah, have yeah. no time for that. If there's bad audio, they'll just click right next and just skip your video entirely. For sure. Um, and then if you're going to get into what kind of software to get for, I guess, people starting out, what would you recommend people are editing their videos on? Well... It depends on what you're using. I know Adobe offers a, th- a, f- a free month trial. So does um, Final Cut. 
So yeah. whether you're on Mac or whatever, I use Adobe Creative Suite, but I pay $50 a month to use all of their services. So it's, it's a monthly fee all the time now. Yeah, it's like you can't even buy it anymore. Like when I was in film school, it was like five racks to own it. All and of now it. that's probably to prevent people from stealing it now, Yeah, right? I'm guessing. because people back then, you could just get serial gens and crack them and, and steal yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, I think we've all had our fair share of cracked programs but we don't do that anymore no not anymore at all i mean i no, never. <laughs> it's like a, uh, now that but adobe you know they got their stuff on lockdown and the 50 i mean in the grand scheme of things you're paying 50 dollars a month right and you know they come up with new software every year when you'd pay like like five grand for that one group of software and that was just good for that year and then you had to pay you know 300 dollars or 400 dollars to update the following year this you get every yeah. new update Every time it comes out, you know, you have online, you have a little bit of cloud storage, you get free tutorials, you get access to a whole bunch of stuff. And there's also different plans too. There's like one just for video editing, which is like 20. There's just Photoshop, which is 20, right? But I use all of it, so I need to pay the max, right? So, yeah. yeah. So you're thinking, um, and then like, uh, so for, for Final Cut, that doesn't have a monthly subscription though, correct? No, you can buy that out. And that's like, I think $400 or $300, $399 or something like that. Okay. So, I mean, kind of where we're sitting at, getting a decent mirrorless camera, DSLR, um, and, a, and a microphone for it, and editing software, is maybe going to run you a little over 1000 bucks, yeah. like maybe 1300 if you can push your budget, yeah. you know what I mean, even to 1500 Yeah. Uh, you should be able to start off and have optimum quality. Yeah, you can definitely have good quality. If, if, if someone gave me 1000 bucks, I already have my computer, I could make pretty good videos, for sure, like with that budget. Yeah. And then with um, the computer, whether you're a PC guy or a Mac guy, um, to run Final Cut or to run Adobe um, or to run any of these other programs, even maybe people are using color correcting programs or something that's going to use a little more juice. Um, what do you do? You think you can run this on pretty much any computer? Are you? Do you think there's a certain like bottom of the line that you can really go with this stuff? Well, everything's changing so quickly for me, for myself personally. Like bare bottom of the line has got to be like 16 gigs of RAM, right? Like I need at least that. But yeah. it all depends on what you're doing. Like if you're shooting 4K, shooting 4K and editing in Premiere on a Mac renders so slow because Apple wants you to use Final Cut because it's their product. But if you're shooting 4K yeah. and you start editing in Final Cut on a Mac, it's like fire quick. I just don't like Final Cut that much because it doesn't integrate with like Photoshop and After Effects like Premiere does. If you have an, a decent MacBook Pro, um, you yeah. can cut 1080 footage, and that's just fine. Even if you were to use iMovie, iMovie's come so far, like, and that's free. That comes yeah. with your laptop, so like you don't even yeah. have to pay for that. And you know, you can you can cut a video just fine with that thing and export it and put it right on YouTube. Uh, just when it comes to more professional stuff, I mean, you're not probably getting a lot of color. Are you getting color correction on iMovie now these you, days? And a lot of you stuff get a what? little bit. Like it's very basic, but of course that they cut you off, so they make you upgrade to Final Cut, right? But yeah, yeah. color correcting is a whole other beast. Like even that is something where I use what's called LUTs. They're almost like presets, and then it kind of just makes some adjustments from there because color correcting is like kind of out of my wheelhouse a little bit because it's very, it's a like they make panels like mixing boards almost for like professional color correctors and stuff right so i keep it very yeah. basic but um yeah if you have like a, just a macbook and not a pro you're not going to want to go past yeah. 1080 you probably won't be able to edit 4k but yeah yeah for sure well i guess that's yeah that's the big thing too and the big difference now is 
is the 4K. I it's, mean, it takes up so much fucking space. Right? And there's such and big files, like, you know, the new IMAX, like, you can have, fi- like, three 5K displays all running at once and edit in Final Cut and have it all playback at full resolution without any delay, which is just nuts. Yeah. But this computer, I can edit 4K on this MacBook, which is 2013 Retina MacBook Pro with 16 gigs of RAM. I can, but yeah. I have to use Final Cut, and it's not completely flawless. There's some glitching, but... I can't yeah. edit 4K on Premiere on here. It just like freezes and there's no playback. I just it can't do it. It would take me days yeah, to cut crazy. a vlog. Like it's just ridiculous. And eventually everything's going to be 4K. But I mean, then I guess all the computers will be better at that point as well. So yeah, technology's just. I mean, every six months, I feel like it's getting crazy, jumping light years ahead of itself. Well, like personally, I've been a Mac user for so long, and I don't want to switch. But I, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm way more in the adobe ecosystem than i am in the mac ecosystem which is a pretty bold statement because i've been an apple user for a very long time where i'm gonna have to i'm gonna actually have to tailor my computer to adobe so i'm gonna actually have to build a pc i can't even just go buy one i gotta buy specific parts that are listed on the adobe website to maximize the capability of what adobe can do so yeah that's the road i'm gonna go down on my next computer and i'm gonna build it myself so cool yeah um all right, I guess handing the same question off to myself. Yeah. <clears throat> um, if we start off with the same <clears throat> kind of budget, I guess a thousand bucks, and considering you think you already have your computer, mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, you can definitely go out. You can buy yourself. Um, I mean, the first thing you're gonna need is you're gonna need an interface. Um, you know, to uh, to record whatever you want to record on. Now, depending on what you're doing. Um, it's going to depend on what interface you get. Cause depending on how many mic pre's you get now, if you're just working on home project stuff, if you're programming drums, this and that, I mean, you can go and get yourself a fo- focus, right. It's going to be probably the cheapest, um, still good quality, um, interface that you're going to be able to get. So that, you know I mean? You can go get a focus right for like 200 bucks. Now it's only going to have two mic pre's on it and then a uh, line input, instrument input. So you can run two microphones at the same time, and then you can DI guitars or whatnot. Now, if you want to track drums and you want to actually track real drums, you're obviously going to have to go get something that has eight microphone pre's on it. But having said that, depending on if you're running a full-blown studio all the time or if you're going to be only tracking these drums every now and again, you might still be better off just going and buying a small interface and then going and renting those that priest for the for the week that you need to do drums or whatever yeah, right because yeah. i mean you go to long and McQuaid or something like that it's super affordable and i mean especially if you're just starting out and you can't afford to go buy eight or ten microphone priests yeah. you know? and the mics uh, and all you know, the cables to go with it like <laughs> exactly and it gets crazy right so i mean um you can go and definitely rent that but if you're just trying to set up a home base to work on stuff like, pretty much what I have right now, I mean, I used to have a lot more gear, and I completely kind of restarted over. Go get yourself a Focusrite. Um, get yourself a pair of monitors. Um, there's a plenty of different kinds out there. Um, I don't even know what I'm using right now. I'm using these Audio Engine 2s, which I think were super affordable. They're not great, but they, they do the trick. They, they got, you know what I mean, a good uh, balance between your treble and your boost. Um, Bass. It's nice to have two sets of monitors, too, to A and B back and forth, but, as again, that can come later on. Yeah. Um, go get yourself a MIDI keyboard. Um, right now, I have an M-Audio uh, Axiom, 
and it's going to run you like 150 bucks. So, you know what, what I mean? That's what do you, a super basic. Sorry. What are you at now? Like 650? We're about two, four. So yeah. Well, yeah, let's say about 600 bucks, 650 bucks. Yeah. Um, so you got a MIDI keyboard, you got a set of monitors, you got a couple preamps and an interface. Uh, go get yourself a microphone. You know, what I'm talking into right now is Audio-Technica 2020. That'll run you 200 bucks. This is you know? this is so, the same thing, but the USB version, and I got this used yeah, so he's got the for USB 30 version. bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so Yeah, which is crazy. So, and I mean, you can probably find this on your Craigslist or Kijiji for even for 100 bucks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or 120 bucks if you're lucky. Um, and then, yeah, so you got your microphone, you got your pre, Headphones. you got uh, a set of monitors, you got your computer, you got your MIDI keyboard, and then you're pretty much set up. And I mean, you, you can definitely go and you? build your... Oh, yeah, go self, buy yourself a headphone. I got these today, and they actually are kind of terrible, <laughs> but they cost me $40, and they're these Philips um, eight, or SHP 1900s. Um, I read a bunch of reviews on them before I bought them. I just went out. I needed to do I needed to do vocals, and I was using fucking earbuds, and it was just making it so difficult to do it. I, you know? Like I said, I'm just, like, completely starting over. So I was using earbuds, and I was like, I can't do this. So I just went to Best Buy, and I was looking around. And they had some noise-canceling Sonys for, like, 80 bucks, which I was going to grab. But I read a couple reviews on these Philips ones. They're $40. They're noise-canceling. I figured I would give it a shot. Now, bringing them home and listening to them, um, there's really not a lot of juice in them. Like, I have them plugged into a power amp. I have them plugged, you know, and having I have to crank that all the way up. To get, you know what I mean? So I can imagine plugging it into my phone. I haven't even tried that yet. They would probably be pretty quiet. Yeah. Like, they don't have a lot of juice. Having said that, when everything's turned up, um, it does have, you know what I mean, enough bottom end to it, and it works well enough to track vocals. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not going to be going around listening to, you know what I mean, my phone with these around town or something like that. But it's good enough for the booth and for the price. I mean, it worked out perfectly for me. And, like, well, one thing that I was going to say, like, even even these headphones, the same app that I got this mic on, I paid $80 for these Beats. What are these, Beat Pros? Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean... A lot of people have headphones. I think these are like $300 or something. But I would suggest like for something like headphones that you know how they work. Like you plug them in if they work and then you can buy them used. I wouldn't buy like mic pre's or cameras used because you don't know what it's like on the inside, right? Whether it's liquid damage or anything. So sure yeah, yeah yeah for sure and you can definitely yeah you can definitely go and look look at uh look at you stuff online for sure like even for musical instruments and stuff if, if you know what you're doing you know what i mean or if you go somewhere to, to, to buy a used microphone and you have the op- opportunity to plug it in and test it out before you buy yeah. it i mean that's always a good option too <laughs> um just to give another perspective on it now i mean if you have x ex- and i mean say that runs you about a thousand bucks for all that stuff but if you have extra money and if you have money to spend i mean definitely go out and get quality stuff because the quality stuff is going to last you a long time it's going to last you forever i mean if you can afford it i would go out to get start off and for an interface go buy yourself an apogee duet now this is going to run you 700 dollars probably right off the bat but this thing sounds fucking phenomenal and it's going to sound great forever it's treated good you know what i mean and it'll last you forever and you can probably find a used one for 500 bucks if you're lucky 
you know go out grab that then you have a phenomenal mic pre you have two two phenomenal mic pre's so you can use those for your vocals you can use that for your guitar you can mic two mics on your guitar even when you do drums if you're renting a lower quality mic pre you can use those two on your kick drum and your snare drum you know what mm-hmm. i mean to have that gig boom and that good clap um and then also for going out uh for a microphone if you have more uh you can afford to spend more money i would say an sm7 you know what i mean it's not a condenser but it's a pretty um industry standard microphone and you can use it on guitars you can use it on drums you can use it for your vocals you can pretty much use it on anything because it's so fucking durable so that'll run you 400 bucks um yeah but yeah i mean if you can if you can afford to go out and buy these things and spend the extra money i mean apogee duet and sm7 and then, I mean, you'll be laughing. Your shit will sound just as good as anybody's shit that they're recording in any studio, more than likely. Yeah, yeah. So, and then as for what DAW you're going to use, I mean, I used to always use Pro Tools. I swore by Pro Tools forever. I still love Pro Tools. Um, I just, like I said, I, I kind of restarted and got rid of all my gear, and I've kind of started from scratch over here. Um, and now I'm using Logic, uh, Logic Pro X. Uh, which is super user-friendly. Um, it has actually two modes you can run it in. So when you initially download Logic Pro X, um, if you go to... Charlie. If you go to... So if you go to uh, the top of your Logic and you open up Logic X and you go to Preferences and you scroll down and you go to Advanced Tools, when you first download it, all of these advanced tools will be turned off. So what it is is pretty much Logic Pro is just going to run like GarageBand. Because now it's kind of they've made them very similar, but pretty much you're gonna pay whatever your couple hundred dollars you pay for Logic X. Um, if you have all these turned off, you're pretty much just running GarageBand. Now, if you turn all these on, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, or seven advanced tools that you can turn on. This is what you're really paying for. This is what's gonna change the way you edit and the way that you control the whole DAW. So. Um, and it's still super, super user-friendly. So, And I'm still getting used to Logic and still fooling around with it because, I mean, I used Pro Tools for years. But it's definitely really user-friendly. But if I were to recommend purchasing a DAW, I would definitely say either Pro Tools or Logic mm-hmm. um, because those are the universal ones. If you go anywhere else, if you're, if you're at a friend's studio or a friend's house that's recording or you, if you're renting out any rooms – they're going to probably have Logic and Pro Tools on those computers. Yeah, you yeah. Know? I don't know if some people do use Cubase and other other programs, but honestly, I think if you're getting into it and you're starting out and you should just, you know what I mean, start off with the, the industry standard. Teach yourself Logic. Teach yourself Pro Tools. There's tons of books out for it. Mm-hmm. There's tons of YouTube tutorials, like, like millions oh, so of YouTube many. tutorials <laughs> to teach you how to work your way around Logic. So there's absolutely no reason to sit there and say, oh, it's too complicated. I can't figure it out. Because it's it's insane. They people will fucking walk you step by step through every little tiny, tiny thing you can do on Logic. Yeah, and you know the one thing that's definitely good with Final Cut as well as as Logic is it's very, like you said, user friendly. Right? You could just hop in there yeah. and kind of f- just look at it and kind of figure it out. Really, um, but with like Premiere, I feel like Premiere is a little bit more like professional and kind of um, intimidating, I guess, because there's a lot more to it. But you can get really in depth in in uh, in Final Cut, but Apple has definitely done a good job of making their stuff like like they'll ease you into it, but they're still very powerful tools. For sure, absolutely, yeah. Um, I think yeah, and the way they've incorporated GarageBand and Logic 
Like, they're so similar now. Like, I remember back in the day, like, just dabbling in GarageBand. Yeah. But now it's, like, they're, like, the same platform. But now when you buy Logic, you have, like I said, you're paying for those those extra capabilities. Yeah. You know like you, uh, so, like, starting <laughs> off, I guess you could totally use GarageBand. I mean, I don't see why And you not. know what? You're totally pitching this to someone who's doing, like, a band. Like, when I was recording raps, all I needed was GarageBand. I threw my beat in there, and it was my voice, and that was it. Like... Yeah, and then I just sure. did some, you know, it was all, that was it. Um, I wasn't, yeah. so, I mean, if you're trying to, like, rap, like, get yourself a mic and just use the free GarageBand app. Like, little Dicky, his first couple tracks he put out on GarageBand. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, everybody wants to, like, I mean, when I was working in the studios in Vancouver, I mean, it was completely different. We're working on Pro Tools HD rigs, you know what I mean? Fucking giant Pro Tools HD rigs. There's tons of them, you know what I mean? The crazy IOs and uh on sslg series boards and stuff like that and i mean you can fucking load this thing up with a thousand tracks with a million plugins and it's never gonna crash yeah. you know what i mean like um but it's just not realistic for everybody to go out and buy the hardware to run pro tools hd no nah. you know what i mean it's gonna cost you an arm and a leg and you don't even really fucking need it yeah, you know anymore. what i mean so which is crazy. Uh, like, that's crazy. That would have cost a fortune yeah. to make, you know. And people still do it. Of course they do, man. Like, I mean, I'm, don't get me wrong. If I had the money, if I had unlimited uh, funds, I would go and buy all the fucking outboard oh, gear. Money. And I would buy all the HD stuff. And I would buy all the best shit. Because I could fucking do I'd that. I'd be vlogging with but, a red cam. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course you would. And if you can afford it, go out and buy that shit. Go buy yourself a fucking SSD. Buy us you that shit. <laughs> Yeah, go buy yourself a top of the line ten thousand dollar Mac Tower. Yeah, you know what I mean. Go buy, go buy yourself a U eighty seven and fucking, you know what I mean. All the best microphones. Go buy yourself a lunchbox, uh, full. You know what I mean. Full of the best mic pre's and Neves and you know what I mean. I would love to have all of that stuff, but I mean the whole purpose of I think what we're talking about today is how you can get started and instead of making excuses. For never fucking doing this shit or oh man i want to build a home studio i wish i could build a home studio i wish i could afford to build a home studio i wish i could record these songs you fucking absolutely can yeah, yeah. literally take if even if it takes you a year to save a thousand dollars which i don't know what kind of fucking job you're working that it would take you a year to save a thousand dollars but even if it does yeah. do it and then like for a thousand bucks go buy this shit and there you go there's no excuses you can fucking record shit that is decent quality and put it out yeah totally and that is a step in the right direction mm -hmm. i mean like even if it was back to like that budget where let's say let's just hypothetically here if they had a thousand dollars in their laptop and their phone you know don't even they don't even have to buy a camera like their iphones to shoot 4k now you can get rigs for them you can get mics you can get lights that mount to it you know like it's yeah. just crazy but I mean, obviously, you're going to want something with a lens because you want to have, like, your shallow depth of field and, like, the nice blurry backgrounds and stuff, which you can't achieve without it, but it's just... Yeah, and I mean, I guess it depends, too, because, I mean, you're kind of talking more for vlogging. Like, if people were listening and they're like, oh, like, I want this stuff to shoot short films, I mean, they're going to have to look into getting, obviously, at least a light rig and probably a shoulder rig, right? Yeah, that'll... That's, I mean... Yeah, you can really achieve a lot though, even without your shoulder rig. Like even with just the camera strap, if you know how to use a camera strap properly, just the strap that comes with it, you can make your shots look so yeah. smooth. But um, yeah, I mean, oh, one thing I forgot to mention is you're gonna need a tripod. You definitely are gonna have to have a tripod. So, but I mean, I think I paid like a hundred and twenty dollars for mine like eight years ago, and I still have it, it's still in good shape. You know, it's and it's a slick U three thousand or something. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, um, when it comes to like a short film, 
I mean, you could totally shoot it on a phone if you wanted to, but if you're going to be doing something like that, like a shoulder rig would be useful, but uh, a, a handheld gimbal, um, you know, so it keeps the shot smooth would be awesome. I want one so bad, but I just can't, you know, justify it right now for what I'm shooting. So, um, Also, um, a mic stand would be, <laughs> would be yeah. useful. See, look, that prime example, look, here we are recording audio, putting out a podcast, and he's got his mic on a stand right now, so... I've been, yeah, I haven't had a bike stand since I've been in Calgary, and, like, any of my remaining stuff is in Kelowna, and I'm sitting here, like, recording this record in my sister's basement with this, I wish I could show you this homemade booth I have set up, um, and, like, like with a pop filter, like, clipped to the top of it, so it's, like, clipped over, and then every time I'm doing a take, I'm, like, standing up and then just holding it behind the pop filter and then doing a take, uh-huh. which is obviously not optimal. I mean, it comes with a shock mount for a reason. Yeah, and you know you're holding I mean? it. And, 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 and to, to put it on a mic stand. But, I mean, whatever works, right? I mean, I'm not going to be like, oh, well, I don't have this right now, so yeah. I'm not going to do the record. I'm not going to record it. You know what I mean? I'm going to record it. And you know, and it's gonna it, it's gonna be fun. And if 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 I need to redo it later, and you know, what I mean, or if I feel like redoing it later and doing it better, I can. Yeah. But really, the difference that I would be getting from holding this and doing it and um, having a mic stand set up is not going to be anything substantial that someone's going to be like, "Oh wow, yeah, you're." I could tell there's no. I could tell there there wasn't a mic stand on that microphone when you recorded those. Yeah, vocals. Right. like. You can try. You can want to be as professional as you, as as you want. You know what I mean. And a lot of recording engineers are going to be like pretentious and like there's you have to do it this way. And I mean, I think I used to think that way too. Coming out of Me school, too. you get it stuck in your head like that. But you quickly realize that you can just fucking do whatever and like record whatever. You know. And if you have the smarts behind it, you can make anything sound good, man. If you can, you know, you can you can take, you can take a fucking. Um, $25,000 drum kit, let's say, and put it in a fucking amazing studio and then put a shitty drummer behind it, and guess what? They're going to sound like fucking shit. Yeah, right. <laughs> doesn't matter how sick the drum kit is. It doesn't matter how sick the room is. They're going to sound like shit, but you can take a shitty drum kit and put it in a garage and mic it up and have a drummer that knows how to hit the drums properly and knows what he's doing, and he can make those drums sound fucking amazing. Exactly. It's so true. So, you know what I mean? Work with what you got and use your knowledge mm-hmm. that either you learn from school or watch tutorials. Yeah. Learn your knowledge and use that. You know what I mean? Don't make an excuse like, oh, man, I need to do this. I need to have this. You don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no reason why you can't go and, and create something. And, you know, a big thing of back to, like, the scheduling, you know, issue that I was thinking about. Like, I work, you know, a nine to five, right? So let's say you work, like, 40 hours a week, right? At, like, a full-time job. Yeah. There's 24 hours in a day. Like, you know, I still go to the gym every day, right? And I still manage to make time to shoot five videos a week and still talk to you every day and then do this podcast once a week. And, you know, I mean, there's time. It's just a matter of making yourself using it, your time towards something useful instead of just plopping in front of the TV and watching Netflix or, you know. Yeah, which is, I mean, easy to do and awesome (laughs) because there's so much there's so much fucking good television out there right now <laughs> yeah it's like but i've i have a huge roster of tv series i watched the fucking three years i did a whole lot of no music yeah. and no recording and when i was sitting on my ass you know what i mean and i mean you still make make time for yourself i mean you know what i mean of course when, you're give crazy. yourself that give yourself that hour 
before you, you know what I mean, go to sleep to crawl in bed and watch an episode of something or yeah. half an hour or whatever, try to give yourself that time because you will go crazy and then you'll end up hating what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even, like, I do that, too. I watch an episode before bed, and, like, when I get up in the morning, I get up and I go running first thing in the morning, but I leave myself about half an hour, 45 minutes before I have to leave for work, and I eat breakfast and watch some TV first thing in the morning, check my phone for social media, reply to some stuff, you know, get it in there. But, you know, it's important to use, like, your daylight hours to, like, work on stuff. And that's only something I've really been doing for the last, I don't know, like, uh, maybe a year not even a year like heavily yeah exactly and i'm f- super you know what i mean fresh into trying to you know what i mean uh use my time accordingly yeah i mean and, and not waste instead it. of like sleeping in all saturday and being hung over like i gotta get up or shoot some vlogs and stuff and then i'm always stoked because i got it done and i just gotta edit it and and that's the thing it feels good to accomplish that stuff i mean you know what i mean i've been you know what i mean i've been so stoked this whole time like oh man okay the drums are done okay the bass is done okay the guitars are done oh everything sounds awesome and i mean now i'm in this little little bit of a like hump because i mean i've started vocals it's been tough you know what i mean it's hard and i was kind of had it envisioned that i was going to walk in pump these vocals out oh, yeah. fucking done it was going to be it's, it was going to sound fucking awesome yeah. and that's not the case and of course it's not the case you know what i mean it's been a minute it's been a long time since i've done it yeah it's been a minute and you know what i mean but you know yesterday went terrible it went terrible and i was so down on myself and like i went upstairs i talked to my sister i talked to my girlfriend and you know uh jules was like it wasn't that bad it wasn't that bad she's like you just need to practice and then you know i talked to my sister and she was just like you just need to give yourself a break for the day and go back at it tomorrow you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it's only gonna get better it's gonna get and they were kind of trying to like cheer me up because i was super like i was like fuck man i did not think it was gonna be that shitty you know but i i pushed myself yesterday and i did practice a lot and then i stopped and i rested for the rest of the day and first thing this morning when i when i woke up i went i got some headphones uh and i got right back to it and it was literally a hundred times better today than it was yesterday see that's sick already yeah you know what I mean? Now it's still not where I want it to be, but it was it's so much closer. Yeah. You know what I mean? That I'm hoping and I've been working on it all day that tomorrow when I go in, I'll be that much closer again, you know what I mean? <laughs> but then you get stuck in that loop where you expect more and better and better and then nothing's ever good enough. <laughs> That's true. At at some point I'll have to say, "Okay, this is where it is." You know what you I mean? You almost need someone to we'll be like, "Dude, <laughs> you need to be like, you need someone to be like, "Dude, just put it out. It's done or it's good," right? Yeah. Exactly. Because then you'll just end up taking too much time, and that's also not good either. It's good. It's good to be a perfectionist and to put the time in to get it right. But you can overdo that. You can overdo that, yeah. And I mean, I like just from my. And this is not everybody, but like we said previously, like from my experiences, I would do that, and then I would just never put anything out. Exactly. I would just end up not putting. I have like an old hard drive with like one album with this band I played on. Uh, nothing to hide. Um, oh yeah. Or no, it was yeah, it was for nothing to hide. And we we did this whole record. We did a concept record with like twenty two songs on it. All the drums are done. All the bass is done. All the guitars are done. And some of the vocals are done. And we never ever put it out. <laughs> One. And it took. We worked on it for so long, and we never ever ever released it. And I I have a bunch of other stuff too. I have like so many songs me and Kenny have worked on, like at Nimbus, all these songs, like almost fully finish done. That album. Never let's, ever put let's out. Let's write the lyrics for the rest of the songs, and you can sing it. It's a sick. It's a sick album for sure. It's dope. I wish I I should put it out at some point. I want to I want to write it's, lyrics for one of your bands so I can say I was in a band besides the one from the Reserve. 
<laughs> I've always wanted to say that, but I've never been in a band before. So. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, okay, uh, do you want to take a quick break here? Yes, sir. We will be right back. I'll be right back. All right, and we're back. Um, on the break, we uh, <laughs> briefly discussed. Uh, we were going over what we what we were planning on um, to do for the next podcast, uh, and we realized that we had nothing planned, no material, and that we were <laughs> we were just kind of just winging it here, and which we have been doing. We've been just winging this thing. It's not that like we don't even really have people out watching these right now. It's something that we're doing. Um, it's a step in the direction of something greater later yeah, i yeah. think you know what i mean this is this is this is the pre planning to this podcast being greater later yeah. i think you know this is almost the pre production of the podcast what we're doing now we're not really even advertising it we're working out the bugs mm-hmm. we're we're figuring out the best way to do this you well, know even I mean? like when we did like the Twitch thing and all that stuff, like, you know, we've tried every time we've done a podcast, we've tried a different way to shoot a video and every time it's failed. <laughs> so, yeah. but this so, time hopefully it's worked well. And we, and I think things are going to change again too. Like when I go to van, I plan on having, I mean, you're not going to be looking at a bed. I'm going to have a couch set up. I'm going to have this gear set up. I think I'm going to shoot it with my camera. I want to set up like a, a proper, you know what I mean? Awesome area for it. So uh that's gonna change again you know what i mean in the future but the whole thing is anyway what we're trying to get at is that planning ahead is very important and knowing knowing what you're gonna work on and knowing what's gonna come next um so that's i think is what we're gonna talk about in the next episode you know what i mean (laughs) it's funny that you know what i mean it took us to not have planned out the next episode to figure out what the next episode was (laughs) but (laughs) but it's gonna work out so the next episode we're gonna talk about um, for on the film side, I guess. Well, I guess um, it'd be pre-production on both audio and film sides, right? Yeah. And so just, I mean, yeah, setting up for what you're gonna, where you're gonna shoot. Well, like and, I can, t- I can touch uh, on like what, what, um, what I learned in school for sh- uh, pre-produ- pre-production for like an actual film and how I do pre-production for like yeah. my blogs or whatnot. For sure, and I'll touch on uh, pre-production. Um, for, I mean, what I've done on my demos for my records, but also, you know what I mean? What you do when you work with bands and studios, or if you're going to have a studio, what you have your band do before they come in and what's going to help make the record a lot smoother of a process. And there's not going to be so bumps, so many bumps in the road where your time is so valuable that if you pre-plan all these things ahead of time, when it's go Mm -hmm. time, especially if you're renting a studio or renting a camera, then you won't run into these issues because time is money, especially at that point. Oh, yeah, point. of course. So, All right, cool. So I think um, if you uh, tune in with us next week, you'll, uh, we'll touch on you know, planning, out, uh, planning out your days, planning out your future, planning, plan parenthood. <laughs> planning. Uh, <laughs> planning ahead. Planning plan on. Plan B. Plan B for babies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, planting trees plantation. and and, <laughs> and uh yeah that's it anything that has to do with planning yeah or planting yeah i guess that kind of just evolved naturally <laughs> <laughs> uh okay awesome thanks for joining us guys we'll see you next week uh tomarock out tomarock on bruskies and peace peace <laughs> Thank you.